When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi everyone, it's Anne-Marie again with you today. Now, let me ask you, are you tired of the feast and famine of clients and money in your business and your life? No matter how hard you work, you're either struggling to make ends meet or you may just have enough to pay your bills with not much left over. Or maybe the topic of money makes you cringe and you just don't like talking about it or even thinking about money. Now, if that describes you, then this show is a must listen as my guest today is going to show you how you can start to build your money muscles. And today I'm joined by Joan Sotkin and she is the expert when it comes to understanding how emotions learned in early childhood can affect a person's earning capacity as an adult. For over 25 years, Joan has helped entrepreneurs and practitioners experience freedom from struggle personally, professionally, and financially. And on the show today, Joan is going to speak about the five main feelings that can ruin your business and what you can do about them, why your money problems are never about money, and what you need to do to permanently improve your financial position. So welcome to the call, Joan. My pleasure. Glad to be here. (laughs) Now, the topic of money is one that uh, we either love to speak about or we absolutely don't love to speak about and we want to avoid. Now, I understand that it was your personal experience that led you to look for the internal factors that affect people's finances. And I'd love for you to share a little bit more about this. Well, I had two millionaire brothers and I couldn't rub two pennies together. Mm. I had given everything I owned away, trying to find the spiritual answers. And I gave everything away, went wandering, listening to the inner voice, but just couldn't get my financial act together. Mm -hmm. And I kept asking, why? Why? We came from the same family, same background. One was a very successful businessman. The other one was a Hollywood producer. And I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And so I've been into metaphysics for a really long time. I'm in my 70s. And so I got into metaphysics more than 40 years ago. And so I was always fascinated by how reality works. What is it? Mm -hmm. And this was a long time before the law of attraction and 
all this stuff that's out there now. Mm. And so what I came to understand, this is how I see it. I see that our emotions are the creative force behind our life stories. I know a lot of people talk about beliefs and thoughts. Well, they're there too. I think, you know, we talk about beliefs lead to thoughts, lead to emotions. I think it happens almost simultaneously. Mm. It's very hard to separate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that our emotions are what inform our behaviors. So it's actually our emotions that act as the bridge between our internal and external world. And if you understand the emotions that are motivating your behaviors, then you can make some changes and not relive the same f- story over and over again. Mm. Is that easier said than done? To Oh, to, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. yeah, which is probably why so many people are still struggling, yes? Right, and part of the problem is people want a quick fix. Mm. They want to know if I do exercise A, B, C, and D, that I'll get results E. And that's not how it works. It takes a long time to change your financial position. What's involved is not just your thoughts, beliefs, and emotions, but your whole sense of self, your self-identity, so that you have a a self-concept, how you perceive yourself to be in relation to the world. And in order to change your financial position, that identity has to change. And what people tend to do, I call it the identity factor, when your life starts changing, you actually, the resistance comes from your having to create a new identity, which is very confusing and leads to a lot of disorientation. Mm. So even though people want to change their financial position, when they finally do, it's actually uncomfortable because it's so f- unfamiliar. Yes, yes. Now, Jane, you spoke a little bit earlier about uh, the law of attraction, and I know for many of our listeners, they're very familiar with the book and the movie The Secret. And in that movie, in the book, The Secret taught us that if we change our thoughts, you can change your finances. I'd love for you to give your take on this, please. Do you agree with this? Uh, That's a button you're pushing for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because... It's a teeny, teeny part of the equation. Mm -hmm. The problem I have with people who talk about the law of attraction and the secret and that sort of stuff is they never talk about the mechanics of managing money. You know, if you get your head in the right place and the money will come, well, you have to have a container into which that money can come, which is either a job or a business, some way of generating that money. And once you're generating it, if you don't know how to manage cash flow, it's not going to stay with you. Mm -hmm. It's just going to disappear. And I heard one of your guests say something about you don't have to focus on saving money. Well, if you (laughs) want money to build, you have to understand the dynamics of the financial world and how that works. Mm -hmm. You can't just do it on wishes. There is real world business skills a management skills, you have a team of people, you have to know how to deal with that. So when people say, I just have to get my head in the right place, I know that they're not going to do it because you have to know how to manage cash flow. Mm. 
So very important because, you know, for some people they've got money flowing in, but as fast as it flows in, it flows out again. And there's some real negative emotions around the amount of money that they're saving. Now you spend a lot of time. And I think you stress to us that the importance of recognizing the emotions. So what are the five main feelings, the emotions that can ruin our business? Let's talk about those and then some steps about what to do about them. Okay, so you've got aloneness, Mm -hmm. which comes from early childhood experiences. So aloneness and its partner, abandonment. Mm -hmm. I feel abandoned. I feel alone. Second is shame. If you look at your bank balance and what you feel is there's not enough, that's shame acting itself out through your money. Mm -hmm. So we have aloneness, shame, anger, deprivation, and a sense of being trapped. That's how people feel when they're in debt, when they can't get out of their financial position, when things just aren't going their way. They feel trapped. Mm -hmm. And in order to, and when trapped, any of those emotions, and most people have a combination of those five, when those are habitual patterns for you, those are what have to clear out before you can start generating money more easily. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I hate to use the word manifesting and abundance. Those are the two words that really push my buttons. Yeah, interesting. wealthy people don't talk about abundance and manifesting. They just live it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So important. there's a certain amount of longing and begging that goes behind that concept. Yes. Just, Joan, speak to me as you were talking about shame and about anger, deprivation and being trapped, you know, when we've got this debt. Those are emotions that many of us resonate with. Talk a little bit about aloneness and abandonment, if you would. Okay, that's one of the biggest. Mm. Okay, that's when... Your mother doesn't look in your eyes when she's feeding you when you're a week old. There's a sense of disconnection. Mm -hmm. There's not the proper bonding. And that feeling that comes to a small child when there isn't bonding or emotional attachment, that's a sense of aloneness. And the feeling of craving more money is the same as craving more love. Mm. Remember, you mentioned in the beginning, it's never about money. Yes. When you start craving money, what you're really craving is people because money always comes from people. Yes. So if you stop saying, I really want more money and that longing that people have, and instead you say, I need more people then you can start networking and doing things to bring more people in your life. So important. Absolutely. Now, some people say, but I like to be alone. There's a difference between being alone and feeling alone. Sometimes people are alone for protection. I feel safer when I'm alone. But that doesn't mean that you feel connected to the outside world. And in order to have financial comfort, you have to have some kind of interaction 
with the outside world. Mm. So it's really checking in internally. Is this a, a positive emotion because I've chosen to be alone or is there some negative emotion there because I feel alone? So those are the five emotions, aloneness and but abandonment. And I just, I'd yep. like to clarify Sure, something. sure. I don't see them as negative emotions. Okay. They're just emotions. Mm-hmm. Because when we say negative emotions, it's as if there's something wrong with shame, something wrong with anger. These are valid emotions that start in early childhood. They just become habits. Mm. Yeah. And it's not that we're going to get rid of them. We're just going to bring other emotions to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indicators. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's, I think, a huge insight for someone that's listening. So, okay, so those are the five emotions then. So I'd love for you to to share. If people can resonate, they realize, oh, okay, those emotions are very real for me. I'm experiencing them. What can we do to start to change our emotional relationship then with money, to change some of these emotions? Well, I've got this magic wand. <laughs> <laughs> Start waving, Joan. Start waving it. Just, just wave it yeah. a little bit. And if you use this particular amulet, it'll just work really well. Mm-hmm. But the, what I do is I use recognize, release, and replace. Mm-hmm. The first thing you have to do is recognize the emotion that you're acting out through your money. How do you do this? You say, okay, I've got this financial situation. How do I feel? Now, you don't have to have a good emotional vocabulary in order to do this because your emotions are felt in your physical body. These neuropeptides that attach themselves to receptors in your cells. So you just have to become aware of the kinesthetic experience in your body. So what am I feeling? I'm feeling contracted. I'm feeling contracted in my abdomen. I'm feeling contracted in my heart. Where are you feeling that emotion? And if you want to give it a name, fine. Then the next question is, when did I feel this before? And you can begin to think back. Suddenly, uh, particularly for people who have been meditating, you think back and suddenly there's a memory from your childhood when you felt the same way. Well, because none of the feelings that you have today started today. They started sometimes when you were in the womb, the feelings that you learned from your parents. So the idea is to first recognize the feeling. Second step is to release the feeling. How do you do that? Well, emotions by their nature want to be expressed. So there are a number of techniques like EFT and Be Set Free Fast and Harmony Integration. There's a lot of techniques now that you can use for releasing emotions. But one of the most effective ones is to just really sit with the emotion and let yourself feel it. And then for me, the most effective thing is to make the sound of the emotion. It's like when I said to recognize the feeling and where in your body you feel it, you can actually put your hand over that place on your body and then make the sound of the feeling, not words, but sound. Oh, it can be really ugly. And that's going to lessen the amount of those neuropeptides that you're carrying in your body and it leaves space for new emotions to come in. Mm. Does that make sense? Oh, love it. Yes. Okay. 
then replace. And I know you've said that you can train yourself to have new emotions. So let's say you have a habit of dissatisfaction. That's one I find that most people have. People who are constantly longing for money, they have a longing habit, okay? Mm-hmm. They long for money, they long for love, they long for more, they, they have a longing habit. So you say, well, what would you rather feel? Well, I'd rather feel satisfied. Okay, well, what does satisfaction feel like? Do you know what that feels like? I mean, people, they don't know what they want to feel. This is why I have feeling goals rather than just doing goals. And so you say, what would I rather feel instead? So then you say, okay, what in my life satisfies me? And if there's nothing in your life that satisfies you, that shows that you have a serious dissatisfaction habit. (laughs) So you find something that satisfies you and you begin to magnify that feeling and practice it so that you create new neural pathways in your brain. So if you're in a situation that you're finding unsatisfactory, you can say, well, what can I see right now that satisfies me in this moment? And that's helping to retrain your brain so that your response becomes satisfaction rather than dissatisfaction. That is huge, Joan, because how many of us never take that step, never give ourselves permission to start to feel satisfied. And we don't even think we can experience it. We don't allow ourselves to step into that. So I think many, many light bulbs have have certainly uh, gone on. Joan, you speak about the importance of the mechanics of managing money. And for many of our listeners who perhaps have not really thought deeply about that and may not have solid financial skills, what advice would you have for people who want to learn some basic financial skills? What should they do? Where should they start? Well, first they have to make the decision that they're going to do it, Mm -hmm. that they're doing something new that's going to be unfamiliar and probably uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar. Now, the things that I hear most often, particularly from people in the new consciousness movement, is I'm not very good with numbers. Well, the fact is you don't have to be good with numbers. You just have to be good at data entry (laughs) because (laughs) the the software does all the math. And there's software out there That's really easy to use. Like Quicken is a great place to start or iBank for the Mac and you just enter the data or you import the data from your bank. It's that easy. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the month, you, you look at what you've spent your money on and you can make more rational decisions about how you're going to spend your money. Now, A lot of people have financial fear. They're so afraid of running out of money. I'm not going to have enough for retirement. I don't have enough for food. There's not enough for rent. Financial vagueness and financial fear go together. Mm -hmm. Every time I work with clients and take them out of their money mess, they say, this is so empowering. And I feel so much better. The fear is gone because... I know what I have, I know what I need, and I can take steps to get it or change. You know, when you're in business for yourself, the money goes up and down, and you can't plan how you're going to spend 
until you manage your cash flow. If you've got $1,000 in the bank, you haven't got $1,000 because that $1,000 has to go to pay a certain number of expenses. And unless you know exactly what you need, it's not going to work. Yeah. So important. And I know, Joan, that when we're in, in our life and in our business, there are certain skills that if we are not familiar with, we advise people or we encourage people, this is a skill that you need to do. I mean, how many people fear networking because to go out and have a conversation with someone they've not yet met before and, and develop that relationship, or if we want to speak to grow our business, we encourage people, this is a skill that you continue to develop because it's so important that you do familiarize yourself with this. I think what you've just said about, you know, the numbers, oh, I'm no good at numbers. I think that there is such a huge opportunity for people to break through that. And the reason is not, yes, maybe it's a skill that you need to develop, but not to ignore it. It's one that you need to develop because if you don't, you're not going to know what's coming in, what's going out. Even you don't have to become an accountant, but you certainly do need to be aware of your ingoings, your incomings, your outgoings, so, so that you can make, as you said, informed decisions and the right action steps to take. Don't ignore it. Don't outsource it and and not be interested in in what's going on financially in your business. Yes? Yes. And I mean, what's the purpose of business? Mm. To make money. And if you don't have a good relationship with money, you're not going to make good business. I mean, Mm. the two things go so together. I hear over and over again, if you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. The reason I'm so stuck on this is because I had a crystal business. I was the first one to market crystals and minerals for healing and meditation nationwide. I had a line of stones called Jones Stones that were in 600 stores. And I was bringing in, in today's U.S. money, $50,000 a month. Mm. And I wound up going bankrupt. Mm -hmm. I had a bookkeeper who came in three days a week. But he just did what I told him. And I just kept buying more crystals. And that was not the answer. And so that was my kick in the butt that I, if I was going to be wealthy, if I was going to have a successful business, then I better, and this was in the 1980s and women weren't really respected in business. I mean, there were a whole lot of external things that went into this. But I went bankrupt and I realized that the the key that I had to do before I would allow a large sum of money to come in again, because obviously I had the ability to do that, I wanted to make sure that I had exquisite money management skills. Mm, Yeah. So, so important. Jane, one of the emotions that you spoke about earlier, and that was feeling trapped. And of course, that is associated with debt. And you say, and it's so true, debt is really debilitating. So what are some steps a person should take if they really do want to get out of debt and start to build wealth? Okay, this is great because I was a compulsive debtor. I spent a lot of time at Debtors Anonymous. My father was a debtor. I learned how to debt. It's easier for me to manage debt than than surplus. Mm -hmm. And so part of it is what you learn at home. And now a lot of people are in debt because of college student loans and stuff like that. But again, what is the feeling? People go into debt because they feel alone. If I owe you money, you're not going to forget about me. It's a way of staying connected. Mm-hmm. And that feeling of being trapped. So if you have a habit of being trapped, which is what comes in early childhood when you're two years old and you want, you're going me, 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 and they're going, no, 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 
you're trapped in this two-year-old body, right? Yes. And so that becomes one of your habits. And debt allows you to feel that feeling. So what you're giving up is not the debt, but the feelings that go with debt. And those feelings include alone, trapped, not good enough, overwhelmed. I mean, every single time you're in a difficult financial position, you say, what am I feeling? When did I feel this before? And how can I release this feeling? I particularly like the technique, be set free fast. I wrote the manual for that. There was Mm -hmm. a clinical psychologist who put it together. I wrote the manual for him and we've been making it available for at least 10 years now. And it's very effective where you're reprogramming your subconscious. And in my book, Build Your Money Muscles, I have the power word technique, which is uh, a variation of be set free fast. So there are these techniques you can use so that when you feel yourself, when you recognize that feeling, you say, I release my need to feel trapped. Mm -hmm. I release my need to feel alone because you have a need for those feelings in order to perpetrate your identity. Does that make sense? Yeah, I love that. And, and this goes so much deeper than some of the material that's out there where it's just change your thoughts and you're going to make money. Mm. Because, you know, the things that you're speaking about today and, and how a lot of this has come because of what we've experienced through childhood, we have strengthened that and run those patterns since our childhood. For many of us, that's many, 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 many years ago. And so the steps that you've shared today is certainly ones that we want to, to really consider. As, as you said, change your thoughts, change your patterns. If it was that easy, we'd all be doing it. However, as you said, it goes a lot. And it deeper. takes time. Mm. And the whole point too is, you know, because shame is, is always in there. Mm-hmm. You've never done anything wrong. You've only done what you've done. You don't have to carry the memory around with you and allow it to bring you down. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. I don't care what it is. You can say to yourself, I've done the best I could up until this point, and I want to change my behavior. Now, just as we've talked about changing your mindset, If you change your behavior, that has the effect of changing your mindset. Mm. When you hear that inner voice going, you're not good enough, you did this awful, if you say to yourself, thank you for sharing, but we just don't talk that way anymore. (laughs) If that were someone talking in your ear, you'd walk away from them. Mm -hmm. And walk away from that kind of inner dialogue, which is part of your identity. And get this this benevolent voice in your head. For me, it was a mother figure, the cosmic mother. And no matter what I did, she would say to me, you're doing fine, Joan. You're doing fine. And sometimes I would say, well, you always say that. (laughs) 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 But you need to get that message that you're giving yourself that is different from the message you've been giving yourself all along, Mm -hmm. which is probably somewhat critical. Yes. I should be making more money. I don't know how to do this. If only, bleh, mm-hmm. you know. Fill in the gas. No, stop it. <laughs> There's a wonderful Bob Newhart routine. I suggest your listeners you Google it on YouTube. 
where he's a psychologist and he just keeps saying, well, stop it. Oh, I've seen that. That is hilarious. And it's so true, isn't it? And if you, if you Google Bob Newhart, stop it. And listen to that a couple of times and get the message. Just stop it. Do something else instead. Yeah. yeah. And so you can change your behavior before you change your beliefs. You can take any one of those things, thoughts, beliefs, emotions, behaviors, change any one of them and everything else will change. Yeah. Yeah, and what we might do. you have to give yourself the time to change those neural pathways in your brain. And it's like building a bridge one little thing at a time. Mm, so important. Love, love your advice. Love the words of uh, encouragement you've shared today, Joan. And what we'll do is uh, I'll go and I'll search for that Bob Newhart video and we will embed it in the show notes so people uh, can watch it there because it really is uh, humorous, but it has such a, a deep, powerful <laughs> message behind that. Joan, for people who have listened today and who have thought, wow, okay, there are such incredible insights that uh, I'm taking away and who'd want to find more about you, get a copy of your book, how can they do that? They can do that at prosperityplace.com. But, you know, I have something that I have offered in the past, and I'd like to offer it to your audience. If they go to prosperityplace.com slash bonus, Mm -hmm. it's my audio and transcript of healing your financial shame. Oh, love that. Thank you. And they just have to sign up and they'll have it free. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Joan. I think, uh, as I said before, yes, we've spoken a lot with other guests around uh, the mindset, around, you know, changing beliefs and things like this. However, I think what you shared today about the the practical side of things, you know, the money management, the being familiar with what's going into our business, what's going out, our expenditure, and, and just being mindful with those financial skills is just so important. So thank Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's my pleasure. I really enjoyed this. Well, there you go. So today's show is show 142. Please come to the show notes. Have a look at that video uh, of Bob Newhart that Joan recommended. And of course, go and visit Joan's website and pick up the bonus. Such a such an incredible uh, offer there. So it's http forward slash forward slash prosperityplace.com. So prosperityplace.com forward slash bonus. And uh, there you'll be able to get all of those goodies. If this is the first time that you've joined us. Uh, thank you. I know that you've taken away a lot of ahas and insights. Please, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the show. Uh, the way that you can do that is on the show notes as well. Go to iTunes, subscribe to the show. And while you're there, leave us a rating uh, and also a comment. What is one action step that you are going to take from listening to uh, Joan's advice today? Until next time, this is Anne-Marie. Bye for now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.